Tom Brady improves to 11-0 against the Falcons as the Bucks hang on to beat Atlanta. The Jets blow past the Fens for a second straight victory. The Patriots shut out the Lions. The Eagles remain the only unbeaten team. And more. Your Week 5 Overreaction Monday of the Happy Hour begins now. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Hour Podcast, wherever you may be. And on this Overreaction Monday in the week five of the NFL season. One more game before week five comes to a close with the Raiders and the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. And before we get to the other teams around the National Football League, we're going to start off with the San Francisco 49ers. And I thought, before we get into the good news, let's start off with a little bit of the bad news first. Injuries in the 49ers blowout win in Charlotte against the Panthers where the um, 49ers won 37-15. to 15. But it came at a cost where Nick Bosa left the game in the third quarter at which Coach Shanahan described as a tight groin. So um, don't know what his availability is um, when the 49ers face the Falcons um, next Sunday in Atlanta. Um, Robbie Gold. Did not return to the game with a knee contusion. He suffered on a kickoff um, return that the Panthers almost took back to the to the house. Um, Jimmy Ward, who returned in this game, but exited briefly, exited quickly, and he broke his hand. So, um, don't know the severity of that broken hand. And then the big one here is Emmanuel Mosley. The according to Coach Shanahan, they feel a torn ACL, and I feel so bad for Emmanuel Mosley because if if it is a torn ACL, um, Mosley's been playing great um, so far this season, and that is a kind of a big loss for this. 49ers defense because Mosley's been playing really well here to start the season. So they'll get more probably tomorrow or the coming days as the 49ers will actually stay back east at the Greenbrier there in West West Virginia preparing for the Week 6 matchup in Atlanta next Sunday. But now we got the bad news out of the way. The good news is the 49ers took care of business as I expected. They 
blew out the Carolina Panthers 37-15. to And Jimmy Garoppolo was good was was good today. Um, if you're a, as a 49ers fan, you always expect Jimmy Garoppolo to make those that one bad decision or that one bad mistake in a football game. He didn't do that. He didn't do that in this game. And the Panthers, they got a pretty good defense. They. Their defense is good. Their offense is not worth a shit. Um, but a, a good defense. And Jimmy Garoppolo was good today. Jeff Wilson was unbelievable in the run game. Where the rushing attack accounted for 154, 154 yards. And Jeff with Jeff Wilson notching 120 yards with on 17 carries. And Wilson had four explosive runs of 10 or more yards and 75 yards before contact in the game. And also, they called up um, Tevin Coleman from the practice squad. And a little flashback to 2019 when Tevin Coleman went off on the... um, the Panthers back in 2019. And the bread and butter of this Kyle Shanahan offense of the 49ers is that run game. And in my honest opinion, this is the best that the run game has looked this season. The defense, this 49ers defense is elite. They harassed. Baker Mayfield from the beginning of the game until the end. And um, Chavarius, Mooney, Ward had an elite game against this struggling Carolina passing attack. Uh, Mooney Ward was thrown at six times, allowing only one catch for 32 yards. He had four forced into incompletions overall. And as mentioned, with Nick Bosa going down with that tight groin injury, it didn't hurt Panthers, the Panthers' first-round pick. Um, trying to... Icom Iwangwu, who had an excellent game. He, he only allowed just a couple of pressures on that Panthers offensive line across 35 pass blocking snaps but the 49ers defense did sack Baker Mayfield six times and speaking of offensive lines the 49ers offensive line it's not necessarily playing particularly well individually but as a unit, they do an excellent job of scheming around the problems and limiting any negative plays that would otherwise come for it. Come for it. And for that, in this game, Jimmy Garoppolo was only sacked twice. And this offensive line is missing the best, the best off, the best left tackle. 
and Trent Williams. And overall, I thought I, I thought the offensive line played okay to good. So, 49ers blow out. They needed they needed to blow out this Panthers team. It's not a good team. They have it's a good defense, but the offense again not worth a shit. So, the 49ers they did what they were supposed to do. Blow out this Panthers team. Don't make it a close game. And they did that. Um 37 to 15. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo, 18 of 30, 253 yards, two touchdowns. And Baker Mayfield, 20 of 36, 215 yards, and he had the one interception. So 49ers are now all alone in first place in the NFC West at 3 and 2. So, and we'll get to that because the Rams lost to the Cowboys, and we'll get to that a little bit later. The New England Patriots shut out the Detroit Lions as their rookie quarterback, Bailey Zappi, who was highly efficient in his first ever career start, leading the Pats to a 29 to nothing. Shutout win over the Lions. Zappy was 17 of 21 for 188 yards with a touchdown and interception. He had no turnover-worthy plays since his interception came on a drop by Nelson Aguilar and one big-time throw. Running back Stevenson became the Patriots' bell cow after um, Damian Harris was ruled out with a hamstring injury. So maybe, hopefully, that's the hamstring injury is not too serious for Damian Harris. But Stevenson carried the ball for 25 times, 161 yards, with 113 of those coming after contact. And he, he also caught two passes. For 14 yards, forced nine total missed tackles in this ball game. So a nice run game, running attack from Stevenson filling in for Damian Harris, who was ruled out with a hamstring injury. The Detroit Lions secondary struggled with injuries and performance against. Um, Zappy, cornerback Mike Hughes, however, allowed three catches on four targets for just two yards in this game. So, and then Patriots rookie cornerback Jack Jones allowed just two catches on three targets for 37 yards and intercepted Jared Goff, and that was his second interception in as many weeks as. Jack Jones had a pick six against Aaron Rodgers in that overtime loss last week. The Detroit Lions, no offensive line, they let up 15 pressures on 36 dropbacks. Evan Brown, who replaced Logan Stenberg at right guard for the second half. And then you got second-year player Panay Soul. 
if I'm saying that correctly. And left tackle Taylor Decker each led up a sack and three hurries. And then Frank Ragnow allowed four hurries. And Jared Goff was 19 of 35 for 229 yards with an interception. And then, as mentioned, Bailey Zappi, 17 of 21 with 120, 188 yards with a touchdown and interception. I know it's a short sample size, but from last week to this week, Bailey Zappi looks like a decent player. Like he almost beat a Packers team who I don't think is as good as they have been in previous years. Almost beat a Packers team with Aaron Rodgers last week. So, and then you blow out the Detroit Lions in a shutout in Foxborough, um, this afternoon, uh, Sunday afternoon, in a shutout victory. So we'll see if they can get two straight wins next week for the New England Patriots. The Dallas Cowboys go in to SoFi Stadium and they bull rush the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams coming off that loss this past Monday night against my San Francisco 49ers. And the and the Rams scored nine points in that Monday night game against the Niners. They got 10 points today as the Cowboys win 22-10. to And the Dallas Cowboys, get this, the Dallas Cowboys and... Cooper Rush, who's played really well since Dak Prescott went out with a a hand injury, are off to an improbable 4-1 start after defeating the Rams um, on Sunday. And the defending Super Bowl champs, they need to figure things out quickly because now the Rams are 2-3. Now with this win... Cooper Rush is now 5-0 to start his NFL career. He's also beaten both the Rams and the Bengals this season. The two teams that played in last year's Super Bowl. And, and then the Cowboys running back, Tony Pollard, was incredibly efficient on Sunday. Rushing eight times, 86 yards, and a touchdown finishing with a 90.4 grade on first review. And on those eight carries from Tony Pollard, he forced three missed tackles, 75 yards after contact. And despite receiving 14 fewer carries, his teammate Zeke Elliott stilled out, rushed, still outrushed, Tony Pollard by eight yards. And what can I say about the Rams? Aaron Donald had yet another dominant performance. Anybody surprised about that? No, 
because it's Aaron freaking Donald, the best defensive line, the best defensive player in the National Football League, dominant again, and a future first ballot Hall of Fame. And Aaron Donald, who's currently has a 94.3 grade, and which would be one of the five highest single game grades of his career. And the highest came in week 13 of 2021 against the Jags at 95.8. Speaking of the Cowboys, Cowboys offensive tackle Tyler Smith, he had a rough game in this ball game for the Cowboys against the Rams. Because the first round, though, finished with a 51.6 grade. He allowed a sack on 19 pass-blocking snaps while also committing a couple of bad penalties. And Smith also couldn't get much push in that run game for the Cowboys with a 42.2 run-blocking grade. And the Rams were beaten like a drum by this Cowboys team, allowing 24 pressures on just 46 pass-blocking snaps, which equates to a 52.2% pressure rate. That's the third-highest pressure rate allowed by a team all season. And that's one of the question marks for this Rams team is that offensive line. I don't think it's as good as it was last season. And Matthew Stafford is going to get beat up this season if that offensive line does not get better. Cooper Rush was 10-16, 102 yards. He had a passer rating of 80.7. Um, the other Cooper, the dynamic receiver Cooper Cup, a a rating of 39.6. Matthew Stafford was 28 of 42, 308 yards. He had, he was sacked five times. As mentioned, that offensive line for the Rams, it's not as good as it once was from last season or the season B. Four, and the Dallas Cowboys, as mentioned, the Tony Pollard, um, eight carries, eighty-six yards. Zeke, twenty-two carries for seventy-eight yards. Um, so Cowboys beat the Los Angeles Rams twenty-two to ten. Cowboys four and one. They're in second place just behind the unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles, who improved to 5-0 on this season, defeating the Arizona Cardinals 20-17. And, you know, this ball game in Glendale between the Eagles and the Cardinals, it looked like it was destined for overtime, for much of the fourth, until Matt Amendola's 43-yard field goal sailed wide right 
It was the this was the biggest test for the Eagles all season. As the offense sputtered more than at any point thus far. But they did secure the win to go to 5 and 0. And the same thing I questioned last week with the Cardinals is the Cardinals they get off the slow starts but they make it up in the second half where they f- like is this team not a first half team like they they get it going in the second half but I don't think that's a recipe for success in the National Football League. So we'll see the Eagles and the Cardinals. But more on this game, it was nice to see Rondell Moore integrated into this Cardinals offense. he, He caught seven of the eight targets for 68 yards after a disappointing disappointing showing in his first game back last week. Uh, Moore and Hollywood Brown, who caught eight passes for 78 yards and a score, were pretty much the only positives, positives from this Arizona passing attack. The defensive um, standout, Hassan Reddick, continues to be well worth Every dime he was paid this past season as he ranked up a game, a game high six pressures on 28 pass rushing snaps, including a sack. He ne- Riddick now has 14 pressures and five sacks over the past three games. Jordan Davis continues to be an NFL Ready, run, defendo. He collected three tackles, two snaps on only 11 snaps against the run. He's now easily the highest graded rookie defensive tackle in the league. And that's a rookie, folks. Kyler Murray, 28 of 42, 250 yards with a touchdown. And an INT. Jalen Hurts, he had 15 carries, 61 yards, two touchdowns. His longest was 17 yards. Miles Sanders, 15 carries for 58 yards. His longest was 12. Um, also, Devontae Smith was targeted 11 times, 10 receiving. 87 yards. Dallas Gardo, nine targets, eight receptions for 95 yards. So, as I said last week, the Philadelphia Eagles, I see no flaws in this Eagles team. Right now, this Eagles team's the best team in the NFC. And I can't wait to see this matchup next Sunday night on Sunday Night Football. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles in Philadelphia. The Cowboys 4-1, the Eagles 5-0. and 
That should be one hell of a football game in Philadelphia. It'd be a great um, week there in Philadelphia because you got the Phillies and the the Braves games three, four, and five there in Philadelphia as well. So a great sports weekend in um, Philadelphia. So that's a must-watch game next week, folks. Cowboys, Eagles on Sunday night next week. I said it in in my preview, AFC preview, that this team will be a team that will surprise some folks this season. And that team is the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. As the New York Jets. Tell me the last time you heard this. The New York Jets win in a blowout. And that's what they did today as they blew out the Miami Dolphins 40-17. to And it's a little an asterisk to this blowout because Teddy Bridgewater left this ball game early with um, a concussion. And he was ruled out immediately. He was ruled out with the new concussion protocols. But the Jets ran away with this in the fourth quarter for the win over the Dolphins in week five. And this was the Jets' first win by multiple scores since week 12 of the 2019 season. And now. With Zach Wilson under center these past two weeks, the Jets are 2-0 and above 500 on this season. And um, Zach Wilson, 14 of 21, 210 yards, no interceptions. So, and Skylar Thompson, who came in for Teddy Bridgewater, was 19 of 33, 166 yards and one interception. And a player who I'm really like in this game, Priest Hall, the running back for the Jets, 18 carries, 97 yards with a touchdown. His longest was 17. Folks, Priest Hall is a ball player. This kid can play. I really like this guy. Priest Hall for the Jets can really play. And I, I said it in my AFC preview before the season. I like what the Jets are doing. And I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. This Jets team can surprise some folks. And I really like what they're doing with Robert Saul as the head coach and how they're building this team. Hey, Sauce Gardner is a beast. They're on the defense for the New York Jets. But Zach Wilson continued to show year-over-year growth against a difficult defense for young quarterbacks to face. Where he, As mentioned, he finished 14-21, 210 yards, and two big-time throws. And 
and no turnover worthy plays, no turnovers for Zach Wilson. It was only his third career start without a turnover worthy play. And it was the performance of their GM, Joe Douglas, very likely dreamed about when he spent considerable resources to assemble this defensive line over the past few seasons. You got Carl Lawson, Carl Lawson, you got John Franklin Myers, and you got Quentin Williams, all tallied six-plus pressures against this banged-up Dolphins offensive line. And we know Robert Sala is a great defensive coordinator, and he's got the, these guys playing well, and I hope they can keep it up. The the New York the New York Jets are now three and two this season. Skylar Thompson for the Dolphins, he wasn't supposed to see the field um, today, but he had to, and and given the circumstances that he came into, it's hard to complain about what the seventh rounder displayed. He was put in an untenable situation by being under pressure for on 18 of his 35 dropbacks. He did well to even keep his head above water with only two of those um, pressures resulting in sacks. Now the Dolphins are two and three, the Jets three and two, and I'm telling you folks, this um Jets team could surprise some folks. I said it in my AFC preview, and I'm going to say it again. Don't sleep on this Jets team. They are not no rollover this season. They are going to play you tough because I, I, I'm a huge Robert Sala fan because he spent time here. In San Francisco with the 49ers. Um, so. I, and I'm not saying the Jets are going to make a playoff. Going to be a playoff team. I'm, I'm not saying that. But this team. Is. This team is on the cuffs. Of doing something special. Maybe not this season. Maybe next season. But don't sleep on this Jets team. The New Orleans Saints defeat the Seahawks 39-32. to And it was a shootout in the Superdome down in the Big Easy. And the Saints ultimately emerging victorious over Seattle. But, um, you know, for the Seahawks, no Russell Wilson, no problem. G- Geno Smith keeps rolling. Um, Gino went 16 of 25 six, for 267 yards, three passing touchdowns, recording five big-time throws in the process. So, you know, I've always liked Gino Smith. I liked him coming out of college. I think when he was drafted, I think he was drafted in a – not a good spot there with the Jets, but I always liked Geno Smith when he was coming out of college. 
Seahawks interior defender Shelby Harris clogged up that rushing lane all day, recording two tackles, one defensive stop. So, and then Chris Alave, who added another top performance to his record, catching four to six targets for 54 yards, one touchdown, and two first downs. He caught one of his two contested targets and recorded two plays of 15 or more yards. But, you know, late in this ballgame, the Seahawks, they had the lead. But their defense couldn't hold it as Taysom Hill took over this ball game. And he led the Saints both with his legs and with his arm um, to the victory. And also Andy Dalton, 16 of 24 for the Saints. 187 yards with a touchdown interception. And Dalton was sacked. Just once. But the Saints, they're now two and three. The Seahawks now two and three. So I don't think both these teams are good enough to contend in the NFC. So that's that's it. The Houston Texans go down to Duval County. They beat um Trevor Lawrence and the Jags 13 to 6. The um Cincinnati Bengals lose to the Baltimore Ravens and 19 to 17 and the the New York Football Giants folks they beat the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in London. And I'll say this. For the second straight week, we got a great finish to a great ball game in um, London. I'm not a big fan of, of these London games. But I'll say this. People, people say... That the Giants are the worst four and one team. This foot, this New York Giants team. They're a good team, folks. They're not the worst four and one team. This is a good football team. Like I'm a huge Saquon Barkley fan, and Saquon Barkley is back. And for people to say that they're the worst four and one team. You're not giving this you're not giving this team enough credit. Like why like Saquon Barkley like Daniel Jones came into this game. You didn't know expect what did you expect to see Daniel Jones? Because all week he was dealing with a, an ankle injury. Like what and he was clear to play um this week. Like I I didn't expect a lot from this from Daniel Jones. So, but the um, the New York Giants 
continue their strong start to this season, as mentioned, beating beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I don't believe this Packers team is as good as they've been last season or the year before. So Saquon Barkley total 70 yards on the ground and another 36 through the air and all 42 of his rushing yards came before contact and 40 of his receiving yards after the catch. And with the store running back forcing two missed tackles on Sunday. Giants linebacker Ty um, Crowdo targeted just once in coverage and he managed to wrap up the receiver for a three-yard loss. He added two other tackles and another tackle assist capping off a solid performance in the middle of this Giants defense. And speaking of Daniel Jones, I didn't I didn't know what to expect for Daniel Jones after he injured his ankle last week in that one against Chicago. He was I, I believe he was questionable all week coming into this game, but Daniel Jones, twenty one of twenty seven, two hundred and seventeen yards, he was sacked once, a passer rating of one hundred point two. Aaron Rodgers was twenty five of thirty nine. 222 yards, two two touchdowns. He was sacked twice, including the last play, last play of the game, a passer rating of 96.3. And Aaron Jones for the Packers, 13 carries, 63 yards. Um, AJ Dillon was six carries, 34 yards. So. Randall Cobb, the the best receiver for the Packers today, was Randall Cobb. 13 targets, 7 receptions, 97 yards. You got Alan Lazard, 8 targets, 4 receptions for 35 yards. But um Yeah, I don't I don't believe this in my honest opinion, I don't think this Packers team is as good as they will have been last season or the year before. But I, I still think they will win this NFC North because I, I I'm not a believer in the um in the Minnesota Vikings. Like I'm I'm just not so as the Vikings they beat the Bears today in Min- Minnesota. So and the Vi- and the Vikings are now four and one atop that NFC North. But the Chargers they they beat the Cleveland Browns twenty two no thirty to twenty eight in Cleveland to go to three and two. The Browns are now three and two on the season. And the Bills, they blow out tough. Uh, hey, Kenny Pickett had a tough debut 
as he was as the Steelers were blown out in Buffalo by Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills 38-3. And Tom Brady and the Bucks defeat just hold on to beat the Falcons 21 to 15. A little bit of controversy late in that ball game as the Falcons will call for roughing the passer. And it was upon looking at the replay, it was not roughing the passer. And I think the Bucks got lucky in this ball game. And the Tennessee Titans hang on to defeat the Washington Commanders 21 to 17. So the Titans are now atop that and AFC South in that division. We got one more game to close out week five of this season. We got the Monday night football game, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. And I expect Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team. I have I have the Chiefs beating the Raiders in this ball game because I think the Chiefs are a better team. I like clearly because I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. I I I just think I don't think the Raiders the Raiders can't fall behind in this ball game. And if I'm the Raiders, if you win this toss, if you win the coin toss, do not defer because you do not want Patrick Mahomes to get the first possession, go down the field, and get a score and fire up that Chiefs kingdom even more in this ball game. And so... If the Raiders win this coin toss on Monday night, um, I'm I want the ball to start the game, to get off to a good start, and to quiet the Chiefs' kingdom. But that will do it for this episode of the Happier Podcast and Overreaction Monday. Be sure to. To subscribe to the Happy Hour Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and give us a follow and leave us a rating. And we'll see you in the next couple days. Thank you.